ESPN seems to not have as much confidence in the Clemson offense over the next couple years. They snubbed them on their top 25 list. How do I feel? Is it disrespectful? I'll get into it next on the Locked On Clemson Podcast. You are Locked On Clemson, your daily podcast on the Clemson Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Clemson fans? Welcome back to the Locked On Clemson Podcast, your daily podcast covering your Clemson Tigers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your boy, Damian Parson, always on the ones and twos. You can find me on Twitter at DP underscore NFL. I'm a national scout with the Draft Network and the co-host of the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. And guys, we got a nice show, man. Fighting for respect. We're going to get into the snub from ESPN's on their top 25 offenses list. Uh, There's a chance that Garrett Riley could be one and done in Death Valley and and chasing the head coaching ring. And a four-star offensive lineman has his eyes set on the Clemson Tigers. But guys, let's get right on into it. ESPN, and guys when, I, guys, when I saw it, I was taken aback. ESPN's, uh, you know, dropped it in an article uh, by the writer Adam Rittenberg. Shout out to him, one of their senior writers. Adam ranked the top 25. It was the top 25 future power rankings of offenses over the next three seasons, 2023, 2024, and 2025. And I'm going to give you the, the, the spoiler alert, guys. <laughs> you know, Clemson didn't make it, and it was it caught me off guard because I was actually quite shocked by it. Because you know when you think about okay, well, Clemson, you would assume that Clemson, with a new you know the the, the whole situation with a new um, quarterback and what have you, you just assume that they'd be here, right? Like new offense, new QB. You're thinking, man, you know what? Things are looking up for the Clemson Tigers. Well, you know. Adam didn't really feel that way, and and, and I'm, I'm going to read to you. Um, I'm pulling up the quote now, guys. Uh, in his quote, because like I said, Clemson did not make the top 25. He said, last year's results were better overall, but still not overly encouraging for a program that has thrived with the passing game, per uh, ESPN's Adam Rittenberg. There's some transition ahead as two-year starter DJ Wiyungalile, um transferred to Oregon State and Clemson Fire Offensive Coordinator Brandon Streeter before hiring TCU's Garrett Riley, the Broyles Award winner. Riley's uh, task is to maximize Kate Klubnick, the decorated 2022 recruit who shined against North Carolina in the ACC championship before struggling in Clemson's Orange Bowl loss to Tennessee. Klubnick and Riley are both Texas natives and should click, especially as Riley implements a, a quarterback-friendly system that helped TCU's Max Dugan uh, become the Heisman Trophy runner-up last season. Now, don't get, don't, don't get me wrong. I, I understand looking at the last couple years uh, where DJU and, and having Brandon Streeter and, and, and um, the, the Tony Elliott, you know, in, in-house as the OCs and just the offense not humming, right? Not when, when you go through a period of having, even going back to Taj Boyd, who was a baller. Shout out to Taj Boyd. Shout out to Taj, one of my favorite Clemson players of all time, Taj Boyd. But when you deal with and understanding that, okay, you had, you know, like I said, Taj Boyd, you know, of course, Deshaun Watson, who, you know, Dabo called Michael Jordan. 
and, and then go from him to, to Trevor Lawrence, right? You need to go from those two Heisman candidate national championship winners and top 15 picks in the NFL draft to the offense that you've seen that we've seen the last two seasons. Yes, it is. It's easy to write it off, but to, to, to me, it's like borderline disrespect to be like over the next three years, they won't be a top 25 offense, not even a top 25 offense. In fact, I'm not, I'm not saying top 10 is the big top 25. And when I, when I, when I, Looked at the names on the list, you know the teams rather. You know, I, I was I, I was just taken taken aback. I, I was taken aback. You know, you know, yes, we know what Tennessee has done, but you know, we don't know where they'll be in twenty three or twenty twenty four. Oklahoma was seventh. Um, you know, Washington, like there, there's teams that when you look, Penn State, which I, I you know I get Drew Aller things of that nature. You know, Oregon Ducks, we don't really know how what their quarterback situation is truly going to look like. UCLA at 14, the Utah Utes at 15, Wake Forest in the same in the in the crazy thing about it in this article, guys, which I'll have it like in the in the um description on YouTube. In this article, so he shows the future power future offense power ranking for 2022. Like Wake Forest is ranked 24th. For 20 you know, for in 2022, their future QB power ranking for 2023, the QB power ranking is not ranked, but yet you have more optimism to put them at 16 in, to, in the top 25. That's just that's kind of odd to me. BYU, their 2023 future QB rank, uh, ranking power ranking not ranked. Uh, you know what I mean? Like it's it, you, 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 Texas Tech, they're they're not ranked. They weren't ranked in 2022 for the, in the power ranking. They were not ranked in 2023, but yet they made the list at 21. You know, and, and you're looking at the situation. The Western Kentucky Hilltoppers weren't ranked in 2022, but they're ranked in there, but they're not also they're also not ranked in 2023. The point of me is Louisville, same thing. SMU, same thing. And you're telling me with Kay Klubnik and, and, and Dabo Sweeney, Antonio Williams. These recruits, right now, again, I've talked about it this week. Clemson's ranked 13th in recruiting right now for 2024, and they can continue to climb. If they start flipping some of these, getting uh, hard commits from some of these uh, four and five stars that they're chasing, it, it can look, it can get better, guys. You know, now NIL got to play a part too because that's that's a big part of recruiting. Now you got to be able to give these kids their the, the the money that they they need and that they want and that they're requesting it for NIL. But for Clemson not to be ranked in the top twenty five of future offenses over the next three years, that is borderline blasphemous to me. I believe K Klubnik. I, I believe in the, the offensive weapons that are here. You know, I believe what what Dabo is doing. This team is better than people want to believe on offense. And it's just that caught me. I guess I think is I think it's I think it's disrespectful to Clemson. I think it's disrespectful, especially some of the teams that are on that list. You don't know what the quarterback situation is going to be in 2023, 2024, 2025. You don't even have it ranked, but yet Kate Klubnik, you know what it is. You know who he is and what the pedigree he has coming out of high school and, and everything I've heard about, you know, from, from people on campus. The young man can the young man is really taking everything seriously and, and, and you know hit the ground running this offseason to learn and master this offense uh that Garrett Riley's bringing in from TCU. So 
All I'm saying, guys, you let me know how you feel. Do you feel like this is disrespectful or am I tripping? Am I, if I'm tripping, let me know. But I truly believe that that not putting Clemson in the top five is borderline disrespectful, guys. But coming up next, man, I just talked about him. New OC, Garrett Riley. Could he be one and done in Clemson? Could he be one and done, guys? That would be a shock. But I'm going to discuss it next. Coming up. Guys, finding shorts and pants that fit, they're comfortable, flexible, and versatile, it's not as easy as you may think, especially not for me. <laughs> I can tell you from personal experience, but I can promise you that you want to give bird dogs a try, guys, because they fit very well. They, they, they'll make you, they, they add your confidence, make you look better, feel better. You're going to feel great while wearing them. I love the fact that the uh, fabric is stretchy and it, and it feels good on your legs where you're not like tight, in tight quarters with your legs. You're not rubbing up against the material, uh, but it feels good and they're comfortable, more comfortable than most of the pair of pants and shorts that I currently own there in my closet at this particular moment. Uh, the versatility and flexibility that they give you guys, I can, I have the freedom to go uh, to a business meeting for work. I can go out on a date with my wife. I want to go play golf with my guys or just hang out with our friends. I don't have to change pants multiple times to do so. I can wear the same shorts or pants to each occasion. So if you're like me, just go to just go to birddogs.com slash locked on college. And when you enter the promo code locked on college, they'll throw a free custom bird dogs Yeti style tumbler with every single order. One and done. I, Garrett Riley comes in as the, the new OC and, and you know, shout out to him, man. If you don't know much about it, please go watch the TCU offense. Uh he what he's able to do, almost a 4,000, you know, almost a 3,700-yard passer uh, with over 32, with over 30 touchdowns, I'm sorry, with Max Dugan at TCU. You know, what he's able to do in the run game where you have Kendra Miller with almost 1,400 yards, but not even that, Amari uh, DeMarcado, who's a backup, who was big in their win versus Michigan, almost 700 yards. Kendra Miller had 17 rushing touchdowns, guys, Seven. Team and a versatile uh, running offense that he, that Garrett O'Reilly is going to bring. They ran almost I like the, the zone, the disparity between zone and gap uh, wasn't really that that large. They ran a good mixture of both, but not even just that. Think about what he was able to do. Yes, he had. I know who he had at receiver. Big dog QJ Quentin Johnston. But, you know, 60 receptions, over 1,000 yards, six touchdowns, and he was just even hampered, you know, by by you know, the receiving court in general was hampered by just kind of mediocre uh, to, to below average type of um, uh, quarterback play. So you look at everything they were able to do, right? Like he he, he did a great job with this offense uh, last year for TCU, uh, despite some of the this deficiencies at QB. And he's stepping into a situation with a more well-rounded receiving core, a better, a more talented quarterback, a, a deeper room of, of running backs, right? And, and a good offensive line. And I'm excited to see what he can do. But when you, when I read the, 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 the report and article, like that he's named one of the 2024 early coordinator candidates uh, for head coach. It caught me off guard, guys. I'm not going to sit here and lie to you. CBS Sports' says, David Cobb says, at 33 years old, Riley is a rising star tasked with re revitalizing Clemson's offense in his first season with the Tigers. If he can pull it off, he'll find himself in the mix for Power 5 head coaching jobs. He spent the last three seasons as an offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach for Sonny Dykes 
at both SMU and TCU. Also spent time as a quarterback at Texas Tech under the you know the great Mike Leach. Uh, re, you know, re, you know, rest in peace to Mike Leach. Uh, in case those connections aren't enough, Riley is also the younger brother of Lincoln Riley, who's the head coach uh, and QB guru over for the uh, the the USC Trojans on the West Coast. So with strong ties to other successful coaches and a blossoming track record of his own. Cobb says Riley is poised to become one of the sport's biggest names in years ahead. Now, when you think about that, right, it's kind of scary because what does that say? If it, the the most recent reigning bros award winner, uh, you know, it can mean two things. One, that Clemson's offense will be the best or look the best that it has in years and that he has his offense humming. And two, the offense will have to find a new OC after the season. So it's a good news, bad news type of thing where, okay, if this offense can meet the defense halfway and play at a high level with the coaching of uh, offensive coordinator Garrett Riley and all the stuff that he's done in his past, and I, and I believe in his track record, if he can get this offense to hum and to ball out this year, guys, that's going to be some great stuff for this team. But on the on the flip side, on the backhand of it, the back end of it, that means if he walks off into the sunset to another team as the head coach, Clemson is yet again looking for a new OC, and then that hurts in this in the realms of it's going to sting because it's going to sting more so because of the fact that hey, we finally got us one, we finally got an OC that knows how to build an offense around the quarterback, make the quarterback's job easy. The offense looks good. Everything is humming and running and, and running on all cylinders, right? And now he's gone. And now we got to try and find another one. And, and don't get me wrong. There's a lot of young, innovative, offensive-minded coaches in college football at the high school level, especially too. You know what I mean? But at the same time, guys, it's just not easy to find one that's going to be able to come in because it's different going to an SMU no disrespect to SMU. It's different going to a Western Kentucky. No disrespect to them either. Than going to Clemson, where the expectations are here. The expectations are ACC dominance. The expectations are national championship hopes and dreams. Because we've been there, done that. So if, th- if that's the expectations, it's not easy to walk into this situation and think that you're going to just pump out. You know, it- it's just, it- it's tough. It's a tough it's a tough ask for any young offensive coordinator, but I, I believe in Garrett Riley. So, yes, I, it, guys, it would be great to see, and, and I'm hoping so, that Garrett Riley and, and Cade Klubnick can, can work together and create absolute magic in the ACC as well as getting themselves to a, uh, to a um, college football playoffs uh, with the, with the and being the top four, right? Like if you win the ACC, you don't lose a game, or maybe you lose one, whatever. And, and you know how at the end of the day, cachet, uh, history, name, all of that plays a part, you know. And I think after last year, we won't see too we won't see too many TCUs. Whereas, like, yeah, they've been teetering on losing all season, but they got a really good record. And, you know, we want to give the underdog a chance. That's back-to-back season, back-to-back years. The college football playoff, where we saw, what, Cincinnati in 2021, uh, uh, the 2021 season, if I'm not mistaken. Cincinnati made it there, got whooped by Bama. And then, you know, this past this past season, TCU getting to the college football playoffs. They beat Michigan and then got absolutely throttled by Georgia. So it's like, I don't know if the committee is going to roll in that direction, at least while we're still at the four teams before it transitions, what was it, eight or 
12 or whatever the number is that they changed it. They're changing it to uh, what's starting in 2024. But nonetheless, I just don't foresee them giving that opportunity to another underdog. But so if Clemson does have a one, if a one loss Clemson, but the record is good, the tape is good, they're Clemson's been a great team, but they lost a close game. I think Clemson still gets in the playoffs. So what does that mean? They mean that Garrett Riley, right? He already has the last name Riley. His brother's on the West Coast. He has a lot of things in his corner for teams to come calling for him to offer him a bag and try to pull him from Clemson. So I'm just saying, guys, don't be shocked about it. But I, I want it. I want the, the offense to hum and, and to be pro, be in a, a prominent offense and, and for this team to be back in national spotlight. Yet again, I don't want to lose Garrett Riley after one year. Like that's just a hard, a hard pill to swallow. Swallow. That's 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 gonna sting. So I, I just don't want to see that, guys. But, but listen, man. You no, know, hopefully Garrett Riley gets everything up the par, but he stays at least one more year. Let's stay, stays at least one more year. Let's get some continuity there for for K. Club Nagar, young quarterback, so he doesn't have to go through another offensive change heading into his uh, second year uh, as a starter and his true junior year of college football. But guys, again. Let's get into it. Talk about some recruiting and, 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 and staying on the hot trails of the recruiting. We got a four-star offensive lineman, really talented. His building relationship with Clemson has his eyes on the Tigers. William Satterwhite, offensive lineman, 6'3", 294 star recruit out of Akron, Ohio. Guys, he took an official visit to Clemson back in April. About a month ago, he left with an offer. They loved what they saw, what they, what they saw with this young man especially in person, the tape is good. And I'll get into that in a second, but you know, the, the, the visit is very important because you get to see who the young man is, see what this young kid uh, has, where his mindset is, what his goals are, so forth and so on. And with a guy like Dabo Sweeney, um, who is not easily, you're not going to easily impress Dabo. And for him to be impressed in that coaching staff and that recruiting staff to say, you know what, let's make sure we, he doesn't leave here without an offer. That says a lot, <clears throat> especially for a young man of his caliber in terms of what he brings onto the field, guys. And, and, and per his quote, uh, we have a good relation, you know, per a quote that, that he said uh, after the visit, we have a good relationship. We talk very often says Satterfield, I feel my relationship in general has grown since I've gotten the offer and is going to continue to grow. Guys, this is big. And and because and from that quote alone, it sounds like this young man is so, sounds like he's invested. Sounds like he's ready to go and that he's really got his eyes. I believe Clemson is, his, is in his top four schools that he's looking at right now. And that's big because if you're in that top four, that means you can get into that top three, top two, and become the top school. So continue. And then the fact that he says, it, you know, um, in his own words, since the visit, the relationship has grown since he's gotten his offer. And here's the key part. It's going to continue to grow. So he's looking forward to continue to build this relationship with the school, with the recruiting staff, with the coaching staff. They got to keep them, keep them locked in guys. Bring of course, especially during the season, bring them in to, you know, during one of the games, have them on the sideline, give them the full treatment of, of a game day, a game week. So he can see what he's getting himself into and why he should be excited to run down that hill and touch the rock down in death Valley. But when you talk about what, I saw on tape from him. What's the best way to describe Satterwhite? Physical and mean. You talk about a guy that's going to bring an attitude change to an offensive line. He's playing at right tackle, but I'm not going to lie to you guys. I saw the footwork from this kid, Dancing Bear. Uh, I think that's, you know, old, uh, the, the former NFL Network draft analyst, 
and former uh, Las Vegas Raiders GM Mike Mayock used to call those big boys that had great feet dancing bear. I I see that with with, with Sadder White. He he plays with an aggression and physicality that gets you excited if you're a football fan. You you, you watch the tape. Not only does he have the, the the lateral agility and footwork to mirror and match rushers and cut guys off at the apex or the top of their rush to where they can't go inside or out. I love that. There there's some reps, guys. I'm a football enthusiast, and I love it, you know. Uh, and to watch this young man be able to set outside on a steep, wide-angle rusher and then also sit down, anchor, shoot heavy hands, and stonewall with a lockout to where he can't work inside, it was, ah, chef's kiss. This young man is talented, guys. And, and, and he's 290 pounds, 6'3". Think about when he gets to three, three ten, right? And, and he's still moving well, powerful. All of that. He's got good arm length. Be able to lock out and keep guys. I always talk about offensive linemen. Your punches need to, when you have long arms, you need to punch like a long arm boxer. Use your jab and keep rushes outside of your body and frame because that's when they can threaten you the most. The same way a shorter arm boxer wants to get inside on the longer arm boxer and work the body, the same thing that the pass rushers want to do the offensive linemen. Guys, I'm telling you right now, that's how it is. So when I watch this young man, his pop the heavy hands that he shoots he's a people mover that you know and he he blocks until the whistle is blown and i'm gonna tell you right now i foresee a lot of pancakes in this future not the ones that you actually eat but the ones he's going to create on the field in the run game but not only in the run game i see this young man being able to take guys for a ride throw them out the club and pass protection and for Cade Klubnik who's more than likely going to be there, who's going to be a starting quarterback in 2024. This young man can come in, and like I said, potentially he may still be there in 2025, depending on how you know how, how his uh, career goes, if he wants to stay that senior year uh, before going to the league. Like having a young man like this, I think he could play early. Er, didn't, didn't expect it. You know what I mean? So, guys, I'm just telling you right now that you want to get your eyes on And I'm going to keep my, my eyes on and keep my, my, my ear to the pavement to listen out for William Satterwhite, Satterwhite and watch what the, where he goes and, and, and the movements in recruiting because this is a talented kid. And, and I absolutely love what I saw on film. Like I said, the physicality, the aggression, the everything. I loved it. I, I truly, truly loved it, guys, because it was a lot of fun to watch because this young man's talented and he's going to bring, uh, like I said, at the end of the day, in the run game, the pass, you know, in pass protection. And I'll say this, with his footwork, I wouldn't be surprised if he plays left tackle because typically guys who are on the right side, it's usually like, okay, he doesn't have the foot quickness and agility to play on the left side. Oh, no, this, this, this big boy can play. I think he has all of that to play on the left side. So who knows? And, and for him, you know, people, we don't typically see, like I said, just years away for draft for him. But, you know, we don't typically see right tackles going high. It's always the left tackle that gets all the love. We saw the right a right tackle go top 10 this year in the NFL draft. With Darnell Wright out of Tennessee going to the Chicago Bears. But not saying that this young man has to switch positions to be a high draft pick if he plays well. But if he's playing left tackle, he's going to get eyes a lot quicker than when he's than playing right. He's going to be absolutely dominant at the right tackle spot. But he's at left tackle, and he's playing really good football. He is going to have the eyes of NFL personnel, scouts, coaches, you name it. He's going to have those eyes on them, guys. But listen, as always, man, I appreciate y'all for tapping in with me, uh, family. You know you know how much I love y'all. Y'all are family. And as always, y'all, thank y'all for making Locked On NFL Draft your first listen today and every day. Because not only are you family, we're Clemson family together. You are my 
everydayers. Go subscribe and follow for free on YouTube or wherever you listen to podcasts to get the latest episode as soon as it's available, guys. It's happy Friday, man. Have a great weekend. Enjoy yourselves. Be safe. Tap back in with me on Monday, you know what I mean, so we can have more discussions and really get into more things, guys. Recruiting, rankings, what have it. Uh, whatever it is, I'm going to have it for you on Monday, guys. So in terms of Twitter, follow me, Damian Parson at DP underscore NFL. Come and join the conversation again on Monday on the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Go Tigers.